0: This is Fuse FM, Manchester's student radio. Good morning, and thank you so much for interviewing. It's going to be really amazing to talk to you. First of all, just introduce yourself. Um,
1: I'm Rachel Sargent. I'm the author of Psychological Thrillers, published by HarperCollins. And I'm here to talk about my new book.
0: Amazing. And what inspired um the, the narrative that you explore in the novel?
1: Um, I first got the idea for the roommates when my children started university. First of all we visited various campuses on open days and it brought back all the memories of my own student days and my husband said the same thing. And then they both started uni so we had a lot of visits to campus and I just thought there's a novel in here, I've got to write a novel. Uh, their experiences at uni and ours were really positive, really happy, really life affirming. But because I'm a psychological thriller writer, I couldn't leave it like that. And I had to twist it into something slightly dangerous, slightly mysterious for the novel.
0: Yeah, indeed. And there is something quite strange about going to uni and being suddenly thrown with all these strangers that you don't even know. And then you sort of learn more about as your uni experience goes on. What was your own like uni experience like?
1: Um, oh, really straightforward, actually. Um, met some nice people in the first couple of days um, and stayed friends with them. I'm still friends with them now. Um, so for me, there were no, no bumps really along the way. It was all very smooth. But of course, that's no good for, for a novel. So the characters in my novel have anything but a smooth <laughs> ride in their freshest
0: week. Completely. Is there anything about your own university experience that inspires the novel?
1: Um, The experience, really, of um, arriving and you're trying to put your best foot forward. You're trying to present a very positive version of yourself that might not be quite the truth, perhaps. You're, Mm. you're, You're putting your best foot forward. And then you've got all the cringe of going to the lectures and, you know, you can't find the room and you walk in and it's it's a 200-seater lecture theatre and everybody's staring at you and you think the lecturer hates you and then you can't find a pen and, um, you know, that kind of stuff that is, is really quite minor but it sticks in the mind and it certainly affects you. I think when you first start um, university, that the slightest little thing you think is major
0: Completely. So what inspired you to set the novel in the University Freshers' Week?
1: Um, Because um, I'd enjoyed taking my children to uni when they started. And obviously the Freshers' Week hadn't exactly started, but it was moving in day. And you see all these bright people with expectations of what it's going to be like. Um, And I could just see the potential there for having a big group of people arrive somewhere new um and not really knowing what to expect so why not throw in there a curveball and make something unexpected happen
0: completely and what was the idea behind the stalker uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that was that was just one of the elements that um would be slightly unusual i think you would hope not to meet that kind of thing when you go to uni certainly i never did and thankfully my children never did (laughs) but it was it was putting an element of suspense in there and and tension
0: Mm. and obviously all four of the girls have different personalities if you could say one word which describes each girl what would that be
1: um gosh imogen is anxious Amber Basket Case. (laughs) (laughs) Tegan Feisty Phoenix Athletic.
0: Very nice. She's got quite an athletic type of name as well, actually, Phoenix. Um, Yeah, no, I really like that.
1: She, she, I don't really want to say what her background is, because I quite like readers to discover that, but it's a bit unusual. It's Mm. not, not what most people's background would be but she she has some strengths because of that some physical strengths and some mental strengths which help her with the situation that the girls find themselves in
0: Ah, and which what inspired each girl's secret and past life
1: Um, well when I write characters they tend to just sort of drop in my head fully formed so these four characters just sort of arrived um, there with their backstories. It was just all there. Um, so I didn't really have to dig very deeply to to create it. it. They just seemed like they would work in this book with their backstories. And obviously the backstories then have a relevance for how they resolve the
0: situation that they're in. Mm. And Imogen is a very complex character. How did you build her character together?
1: Well, it's based slightly on things that students have said to me about how they feel about new situations and um, and also what A-level students have said to me about trying to present themselves in a certain way when they're they're quite different. So this idea of, of a swan, you're so serene on the top but underneath you're peddling like mad. And mm-hmm. So she might seem like a sort of a bit of a, a flaky blonde, but actually underneath there's, there's a whole lot going on, a lot of, she's got a lot of thoughts about a lot of different things and her own personal backstory is actually quite tragic um, and she's fighting to come to terms with that and also to keep everybody happy, to keep the rest of her family happy, to keep her new friends happy. So there's an awful lot going on with that character Um, but when you first meet her, you might think she's a bit of a lightweight, but she isn't.
0: Mm, Completely. And Amber's disappearance, is that the fact that brings the girls together in the novel's narrative?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Amber is, uh, again, a a complex character. She gives the impression of being one thing and she's something completely different. And they all go to a freshest fair, So they're all having a jolly time at the Freshers' Fair, talking to all the different societies and sampling various foods that are on offer. And then suddenly Amber goes as white as a sheet and says, I'll meet you outside. And because she's been a bit dramatic up to this point, they don't really take much notice of her and they think she's having another one of her funny, dramatic turns. But when they get outside after the Freshers' Fair, they can't find her. They can't find her anywhere. And Ibingen, who's the girl with the tragic past, she's the only one who takes seriously the fact that they can't find Amber. And then the rest of the novel is all about really trying to find Amber and work out what's happened.
0: Mm. Did the story ever change while I was writing it?
1: For me, when I was plotting it? Yeah. Um, no, because... Um, The starting point for the book were were two things. One was the setting, the university setting. I was absolutely clear that it was going to be in a university with freshers as the main characters. But the other thing that came to me was the last scene, the dramatic last scene. That was the thing that came, the, the bit of the plot that came. So I always knew that was my end point. So my starting point was always moving in day at uh, the start of the university term mm. and the end point was the dramatic scene that i imagine so it, it it was pretty straightforward to get from the start to the end
0: yeah and the theme of the past is very prevalent you definitely explore how the past shapes a character what's your own opinion of this so how I do you think, think we're the past all shaped, can... we're, yeah
1: we're all shaped in some way by our pasts uh, some people have positive experiences that they can bring to new experiences and, and help them. Other people are perhaps trying to bury something that was, was quite traumatic. Um, and there's, there's this habit that we all have, I think, of re- history, allowing history to repeat. We, pre- we repeat the same actions, say the same kind of things. And so there's a certain inevitability that the same things will happen again. And and that's something at the back of my characters' minds, I think, and it's something they're fighting against, particularly Imogen and Tegan; Those two characters are trying to get away from their pasts, but they're tending to perhaps act in the same way again, and they've got to break away from that.
0: Mm. And the novel most definitely keeps you on your toes. How did you manage doing this?
1: I suppose it's (laughs) practice the more you write the more you you get the idea of um, leaving scenes on a little bit of a cliffhanger putting in clues things that are quite oblique and you're not quite sure what they mean as a reader you think "Mm, is she going to come back to that is that just a bit random so you sort of gradually introduce threads and gradually tie them together as you go along
0: and the the story definitely plays with the reader's mind. Did you intend to do this?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. But I, I see it as as an entertainment thing. I think the the book is there for for people to just enjoy. And if they want to to sort of look at the deeper meanings of it, and there are deeper meanings in it, that's fine. But if they just want um, a quite a light read, that's fine too. Um, But I I think you want, when you're reading this kind of book, you want a little bit of a challenge to it. So you, you want something that's going to make you think and you're going to be looking for the clues. And I hope you're going to be empathizing with the characters as well and thinking, yeah, I can understand why she's done that. Or yeah, I can imagine if I was in that situation, I might feel the need to do that too.
0: And how did you decide the order in which each secret is revealed?
1: Um, again I think that's just down to the plotting and trying to keep the tension in so some secrets have a bigger impact than others so they're the ones that are revealed last Um, some of the the less important if you like secrets
0: come out a bit sooner Hmm. Um, and how when did you start writing the novel
1: it was about two years ago it took me about a year to write this one I think yeah Uh, because after you've you've written it and it goes to the publisher it's another year then before it comes out and in that time the um, editor asks for a structural edit so quite a major edit and then you do a line edit and then it goes off to a copy editor who's who's looking at the punctuation, etc so it's quite a lengthy process after it's been written so i think it must have been about two years ago i started it
0: and what would you say the key themes in the novel um i suppose the power of
1: secrets the power of the past and i would say um friendships quite important trust and friendships
0: and is there any other authors that you're inspired by
1: i love other psychological thriller writers so i particularly like alex marwood she's brilliant i wish i could write as well as she does i think she's fantastic i also like chris curran um i like jane harper as well who's an australian writer who's done
0: some terrific books in the last couple of years And is there a certain desired audience for the novel?
1: It's a a mixture of traditional psychological thriller readers. So people who would read perhaps usually a thriller of this type that would be set in a domestic setting. So possibly a husband and wife type story or a work-based setting. Something to do with the boss um, and some kind of pressure that 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 might um, have. So that's the one type of reader. But because the characters are younger, because I've got 18 year old characters set at university, I've been really pleased with the response that I've had from students who relate to characters of their age. So they might be people who wouldn't normally read a psychological thriller, but because that's the setting and those are the characters they're interested in it and want to read it.
0: And who, is IMO inspired by anyone?
1: It started off as my daughter. She was the original inspiration for the character and physically she looks like my daughter. But as soon as you start writing, um, the character moves away from that and and in your head it becomes the character, not the real person. And I think that's quite important because you can't really write a real person because a real person, apart from it not being very ethical to do that, they're not going to do what you want them to do because real people have a mind of their own, whereas when I'm writing characters, I can get them to do what I want them to do and give them the backstory that I want to give them. So although my daughter was the starting point for Imogen, she quickly didn't um, continue to be Imogen.
0: And was your daughter's university experience, did that inspire the novel at all?
1: Um, well, the funny little things that she she would tell me about... Um, and walking into the wrong lecture, and, and things like, I think I put in the story, they had a library induction day at her uni, but it wasn't at the library, um, it was in a lecture theatre, you know, you think, what are the chances of you being um, given a session on how to use the library and it's not held in the library, so I put that in the novel, um, all the characters are wandering around trying to find the library and when they find it, the librarian says oh it's not here, so that kind of stuff goes in, but I um, Because um, my children have quite positive experiences at university, there's there's nothing in in the novel that would fit for
0: a psychological thriller. And how have you felt about the book's response? Uh, Well,
1: it came out on Thursday, Mm -hmm. so it's quite early days yet, but it was in Closer magazine this week, not Closer, Closer magazine this week, as the must-read so it was really exciting. I was, it was a double page spread. And there was uh, Robbie Williams with his new album, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson with their new DVD, um, Daniel Craig with his new film, and me with my new book.
0: So. Uh, oh, wow. So, yes. so a nice was, feeling. Uh, pardon? So a really nice feeling then. Oh, yeah, I, can't, I still can't quite believe it. I keep
1: looking at it and can't believe it <laughs> oh
0: well, that's so lovely congratulations is there a sequel planned
1: well uh, a few people have said that because the door is open for a sequel one of the secrets doesn't get resolved so there is potential there and i have got some ideas but um it depends on the publisher i think my, my publisher is harper yeah so they whether they feel there's a market for a sequel or not
0: very nice um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to ask. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the novel? Uh,
1: no, just that it is now available. It came out on Thursday and it's in Asda and Sainsbury's. So that's where you can buy the paperback copy or you can get it from Amazon. And um, the ebook is available from Amazon and all the other ebook
0: platforms as well. Very nice. Well, it was so, so lovely talking to you Rachel and congratulations on your novel, congratulations on the response. It sounds like it's been amazing even though it's only just come out. Um, And yeah, so definitely if anyone wants to buy the novel, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on ebook, um, Sainsbury's and Asda. Um, I can only say congratulations again. And thank you.
1: Thank you for um, giving me this opportunity to talk about it. I really appreciate it. No
0: worries. Thank you so much um, for agreeing to it on Fuse FM because we, we love sort of stuff like this. Um, so have a lovely rest of the day. And thank you so much for talking to me.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much for ringing me. Jasmine. It's been a
0: pleasure. Thank you.